Hey, welcome to the BT Podcast. My name is Justin, and today I am with Josh. Yo. And Brendan. Hello. And once again, we are here for one of our Josh Makes Justin Justin Watch Things and Brendan and Josh Laugh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hand it off to Josh because this is definitely a Josh movie, and he will fully go into plot details, people's names. Stuff like that. So go ahead, Josh. Take it away. Uh, I mean, I didn't make you watch this one. You kind of just said, like, I'll watch it. It's on Tubi. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Usually you guys, like, you know, make me watch something. But, yeah, I I was like, you know what? It's on Tubi. I need to watch something new that I haven't watched before. So I was like, you know what? I'll jump in with you guys because I feel like I haven't been on a pod in, like, forever. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we we did a, a double feature of the 1988, which I'm being told is now a classic, uh, sure. David Dakota, uh, Full Moon Pictures, Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolarama, and the long, long-awaited sequel, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolarama Part 2. Uh, I do apologize because A, Sarah got me sick, and B, Cast is going fucking nuts right now. So if you're blurping in the background, landing and jumping off the of shit, it's him. So, uh, yeah. So Justin, uh, this is not a movie I ever would have made you watch, but you know, <laughs> Brendan and I were going to cover the both of them, and you were kind of like, "Ah, oh, it's on Tubi. I'll watch it." So you have only yourself to blame. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Brendan, what did you think of the the first one? I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely a movie that's, you know, just meant for like, you know, these days, uh, some midnight screening somewhere with, you know, packed house. Um, a lot of fun. I'm assuming this is like probably in your top, what, like 30, 50 favorite movies ever, I'd assume, because it's very much a you movie, I can I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for, for anyone who doesn't know the movie, which is probably the most everybody, uh, this is another movie starring the Real scream queens of the 80s. You got Leigh Quigley, uh, Brink Stevens, and Michelle Bauer, and uh, Robin Still. And the most popular movie people would know, at least Leigh Quigley and uh, Hal Havens was in this, would be Night of the Demons, which is uh, one of the movies that Sarah and I just completely bonded over. So she knew who Leigh Quigley was. I had obviously grown up on all those movies. Uh, but this is one that's a little bit out there. It's it's a little bit uh, it's weird. It's it's definitely got the uh, very gratuitous nudity, which doesn't bother Sarah. But you know, it's not something you would just pull up out of the blue and be like, "Hey, let's watch this." Um, so we were going through all the Linnea Quigley movies when we had first moved in together, and then she had never seen Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Justin, you can skip that one. Brendan, highly recommended. <laughs> And um, that's also Michelle Bauer is more the focus of that one. And I was like, you know, Sarah, there's another movie they're all in that, like, it'll blow your mind. And she sat down and watched it and she loved it. And I was like, yep, this is definitely my soulmate because not everybody would sit through that movie. I'm sure Justin hated every minute of it. Uh, Justin, what were your thoughts on the movie? On this movie? Actually, I didn't like it's not something I would normally watch, obviously. Tits and ass obviously kept my attention. Um, 
It was, uh, I mean, I do like bowling too, so that was interesting. Um, it's but, as bowling and buck flower. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I ended up giving this thing like, uh, on, on Letterbox. I think I ended up giving it like a one and a half out of five. Um, I kind of want to give it a two out of five though, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, it's kind of the same thing of like, um, like how I view like David Ayer's, um, Suicide Squad, where it's like it's not like a good movie, but it's like one of those movies that's like kind of fun to watch because it's like it it because this one's like very like like obviously they take a lot of '80s tropes and put it in there, like it kind of like gave you like like that uh, Revenge of the Nerds type of idea, like you know them you know sneaking a peek at them changing and stuff like that, and then like. The guys who are supposed to be nerds, which like look like they could be like stars of like the football team, um, and then well, yeah, like... and in all the other movies, that's pretty much what they play because that's who they are. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of weird that they were trying to make them be nerds. But mm. basically, these people are all friends. Um, they did this movie and another movie called Nightmare Sisters. And it's the same cast and same director, um, David Dakota who did a lot of stuff with Full Moon. Um, he's, a, he's a crazy dude. He's in line with uh, Jim Wynorski. Um, yes. Basically, felt like it. These, these girls are called the Tub Club, like the Brat Pack. Uh, it's these girls and then a bunch of other ones. Kelly Maroney, who will show up in the sequel. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. Um, Monique Gabriel and a bunch of other people who I can't think of right now, but basically they they were all like really hot models. Some of them were in Playboy, some of them were in Penthouse, and they hung around with David Dakota, Jim Wynorski, Fred Owen Ray, and because they had been making movies for Roger Corman for Charlie Band, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna do our own movie. It's basically you all just get naked and get in a hot tub in a haunted house." And we'll show clips of all your other nude scenes and all your other movies. And they all wisely put their names on it and got the rights to it. And apparently they, they made a shitload of money off of it. It's called uh, Screen Queen Hot Tub. And uh, it's almost impossible to find now. So good for them. Uh, this movie is fairly simple plot. You've got a bunch of sorority girls for the Tri-Deltas, which was a callback to Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and they are doing initiation to get into a sorority that only has three members. And um, they would have been the, the another three. So there goes the majority vote right there. Um, they are charged with breaking into the mall, which Babs Robin Stell's, uh father, I believe, owns or he owns the security system. I don't remember. And uh, they have to steal a bowling trophy. And inside the bowling trophy is a demonic wish-granting imp played by or voiced by Dookie Flyswatter, who's sadly no longer with us. And um, he's like a little demon monster that uh, is the Muppet from hell. And he grants a bunch of like monkey's paw style wishes. Things go from bad to worse. And they meet uh, Linnea Quigley in, in probably her best role ever. The only time she doesn't get naked. Uh, she plays Spider, one of my favorite final girls. And they are all locked in the slime ball Bolarama, having to fend off the newly turned sorority girls into demons and uh, battle the imp. And Buckflower is there as a, a janitor that's half deaf and 
just dropping the best improv he's ever done. And he's high as a fucking kite the whole time. And open doors. Yeah. So, uh, fairly simple. Uh, a lot of fun. Great, great theme song here in the darkness. And, uh, it's as 88, 89 as, as could possibly be. I mean, we're, we're basically oh, yeah. like, like Saved by the Bell after hours. Yeah. This is like one of the most 80 things I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, Linnea Quigley's outfit alone, like she looks like she could be like a wrestler. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever voices the imp does a just a fantastic job. I mean, that was the late, great Dookie Flyswatter. Um, I believe he was a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe he was he was a pimp that they found on the. Uh, Streets of LA in, in 1988 and gave him 50 bucks and we're like, hey, you want to be in the movie? <laughs> yeah, he's he's fantastic. Definitely my favorite performance. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would, uh, speaking of Vienna Quigley, I'd like to say this would make a good feature as something like a Return of the Living Dead where it's, I mean, it's definitely like mm-hmm. like horror comedy I would describe this as. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, people call it a comedy. I think like it's definitely funny, and a lot of that's in the writing. But in terms of the movie, I mean, I think it's supposed to be played serious. I feel like the first half feels like a comedy, but once like they start killing people, it does feel more like, like, like you said, like kind of serious. But up until then, it is like, like just total jokes. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like a sex comedy. Like, the girls are doing initiation. They spray them down with whipped cream. There's an extra long shower scene. The boys are, like, flying on them through the window. Who's, like, the the big guy, the first one that dies that gets his head chopped off? Uh, Uh, Hal Havens, who was stooped. Like, when he dies, I was like, whoa. (laughs) I did not expect, like, like, uh, him to have, like, his head cut off in that way. I was like, huh. That's that's a bit of a shift we have there. And then, yeah, it, like... Like you say, it's like surprisingly like violent and stuff with the kills, but uh, yeah, no, it was fun. He's like he's like the he's like the prototype. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say he's like the prototype bulk from Power Rangers. Basically, <laughs> that's yeah, I, that's what I could think of the whole time. Yeah, I was I like, did somebody movie. watch this movie Robert, and that's what um, based him off of? Cover Night of the Demons. He plays a very similar character in that, but yeah, now most of the the kills are. Off screen, like there's oh, that's right. he wasn't Night of the Demons, before, but um, you know, not like Night of the Demons where you just see everything on screen, but yeah, no, he, he basically like they put his head in the ball shiner, the ball mm-hmm. return, and then like they end up just ripping his head off and going bowling with it. Um, yeah, yeah one, one of the kids gets fucking like deep fried. <laughs> Yeah, the one that was uh, trying to bang uh, the other one there that ended up becoming one of the wishes. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one part where I feel like they didn't do the right thing because they kind of like just sideline Michelle Bauer and turn her into one of the wishes and Mm -hmm. uh, really didn't have anything for her to do except get naked, but... Yeah, yeah. It was in Penthouse, so she was was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone else's wish like immediately starts like almost you know turning on them, getting them killed, whatever. But like his like, I mean, he he got the best deal. He got to like mm-hmm. just have fun with her, and like that's not even really what ends up killing him in the end. 
No. So yeah, basically the, the other sorority girls have broken in and were led to believe that a fraternity like rigged up some like traps and stuff to scare them. Uh, but the imp catches them and turns them into demons and only Babs gets away until he finds her later. Um, but I love the attention to detail because you have Rhonda and Frankie. Frankie is, you know, the few lines she has, she's talking about how awful her hair is and her name is Frankie. So she gets turned into the Bride of Frankenstein, but as a yeah. demon. And uh, Rhonda is talking about, like, you know, her, her oily skin and she's breaking out and she basically becomes a zombie with just, like, awful face issues and even as a zombie, you see her putting on like skin cream and she's like, this is never going to clear up. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, the best line in the movie is the corner Brink Stevens, who is just like super, super tiny. She was in uh, Slumber Party Massacre besides these movies. And um, they they say, you know, how about a Taffy Paul? And they, her name's Taffy and they just like rip her in half. Yes. Yeah, I, I did like how the the sorority girls that get, I don't know, the Bride of Frankenstein zombie one. Like, we see there's, like, when Spider tries to hit them with a the crowbar, like, they're able to bend it, but then, like, Spider is able to, like, somehow outmuscle them when they're, like, directly one-on-one fighting. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, like... More than, like, 130 pounds. They, they definitely show that they have at least enhanced strength, if not super strength. I would say probably on the level of, like, you know, Cap. Uh... This is why Spider is in my top five final girls, because she's just fucking dropping demons, you know? Um, And then as for the imp himself, we find out that to stop an imp, you have to shove him in a confined place like King Solomon did with the genies. (laughs) So they they get a a fucking tin from Buck Flower that says Prince Alberto. And they trap him in that, and then they literally just leave him on the side of the fucking curb, which is great. Uh-huh. Like anybody could have just come along and found that, and then the imp basically takes over Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, the imp whose yeah powers are just—I uh, mean, he can basically do anything. It seems <laughs> he's basically like uh, Mixoplug. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. He's got reality warping. He's got transmogrification. Uh, you know, and basically, he's uh, he's the reality stone. Yeah, pretty um, much. But yeah, it's it's a very very simple, low budget movie. Uh, not a lot of effects. The imp is a cross between claymation and a muppet um you know all of his scenes are are basically extreme close-up with people looking down at him um the mouth moves i think this imp actually looks better than the one in the other movie and uh you know the the makeup on the demon girls looks pretty good and uh you know i i this is one of those movies that was on the blockbuster shelf and it was just something that I had never seen for a long time. And then like when I was 11, I was like, I I have to watch this movie. And, uh, I finally took it home. I watched that and a couple other things. And I was, I was not disappointed in the least. I was like, this is great. And then I forgot all about it. And, um, 
when they started putting all this stuff out on Blu-ray, I was like, oh, I wonder if like all these movies I saw as a kid came out. And sure enough, they had, you know, Nightmare Sisters and um, Vinegar Syndrome did that one. Um, <clears throat> Shut Up, Night of the Demons was one I had actually never seen until I was older. That was when I first watched that, that Scream Factory. And then uh, this one, I don't remember who put it out. I want to say it was probably like Scorpion. Uh, it's out of print now. You can still find it on things like Amazon. But I imagine it's going to get picked up by like Vinegar Syndrome and, and re-released in like a year. Uh, highly, highly recommended for anybody who likes, you know, 80s movies, likes uh, these actresses and uh, just, you know, fun, quirky 80s horror. So let's okay. talk about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've talked a bit about Full Moon. Uh, I can't sing their praises high enough for especially it was Empire and then it was Full Moon. Empire has the better, more well-known movies. You've got uh, Trancers. I believe Puppet Master was the first Full Moon label, but it was made under the Empire label. So it has both logos. Uh, Reanimator, From Beyond, Robot Jocks. I mean, just all this shit that we grew up with from like the late, late 80s into the early 90s. It was great. Over the years, they have uh, gotten pretty, pretty awful. Uh, that started in the mid '90s with things like, uh, you know, Evil Bong and Ginger Dead Man and all the various Puppet Master sequels and crossovers and everything. Um, so they came out with a streaming service for Full Moon. I believe it was just called Full Moon Streaming, and they wanted to launch it with something they called the Deadly Ten. So they were going to do 10 remakes slash sequels of some of their most popular movies. And this is one of them. And unfortunately, most of the Deadly 10, like, did not meet their timelines because of COVID or just in general. And uh, this one was one of the first announced and one of the last release only just came out. Uh, came out a few months ago and I was like, do I want to pay for this full moon thing? I looked for it online. I couldn't find it. And I was like, all right, they put the first one on, on Tubi. They said they're going to put this one on Tubi. Apparently, the one on, and I mean, it's not even apparent. Like, we can tell. The one on Tubi is, is severely cut. Um, I don't think they cut any of the gore because there really isn't any. But there is some extended nudity. And uh, apparently, it's, it's way more than the first one was. And they basically cut all of that out. So... If you're looking for good old TNA, don't watch the Tubi cut. Uh, my my quick review, and we'll we'll get into it, is don't watch this movie in general. This one sucks. Um, oh, so the so the Tubi, so huh? the Tubi, so the Tubi one isn't like the full movie because I was trying to figure out why it was an hour long and it was like. I mean, out. the full movie isn't much longer. They basically cut uh, seven minutes of nudity and like. Uh, oh, okay. Because the, the girls in the in the second one are like, um, so basically they um they announced that they were going to bring back the whole cast. They were going to have David Dakota come back, and Brink Stevens, who played Taffy in the original, uh, was going to direct. Well, I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. Lay Quigley has been uh, mostly stepping down from being in movies every now and then. She will do like a glorified cameo. Uh, she was in the barn. She was in some Thanksgiving thing that we watched a couple years ago. She's, you know, 
the the eighties and the nineties hit her pretty hard, and uh, now she's kind of just like a country music s- singer. She records albums and she collects royalties. Good for her. Um, when she saw the script for this thing, she was like, "This is just atrocious." I think the first one is great. I think Spider was the best character I ever played. And they they told her she could pick any character she wanted. She read the script and she's like, I want to be Spider. She's like, I don't want to take my clothes off for this movie. Not that I mind, but I feel like I could do the most with that character. And she did. Uh, so she she took one look at this and she was like, hell no. She so turned she turned it down and they brought in her, all of their real life best friend, Kelly Maroney, who you might know from things like Night of the Comet or the Zero Boys, a um, bunch of other shit in that vein but they they were all like really good friends and she basically plays spider's sister but she's obviously really trying hard to play spider yeah. uh this movie does something that i've only ever seen with like the saw movies and i i even i made a post like you know what movies did like a, a super hard flashback retcon to just completely change what happened and uh, nobody could come up with anything besides like the Saw movies to this degree because they retconned it so that now Spider was one of the sorority girls. They don't even get the sorority right. It was the Tri-Delts, and in this one it's Pi Epsilon. Um, and the the new story was that Spider and her twin sister were the sorority girls, and they all went to this thing with the other ones. And nobody made it out alive except for her and her sister, who was magically there. And then Spider was sent to jail for the rest of her life because she's a career criminal. <laughs> There's this awful subplot with a very obvious abandoned daughter who shows up literally at like the last minute because these two girls are, are pledging the sorority. And she's like, I'm here too. And you, you find out like, oh, she's looking for her long lost mother. And you think, like, oh, I guess Linnea Quigley is going to be in this, or they're at least going to, like, do, like, the Leprechaun requel dead, where they're like, well, Jennifer Anderson's dead, but you're her kid, and, you know, she loves you from beyond the grave. And, no, she was just magically Kelly Maroney's daughter. Even though her name was Bitsy, which is a spider motif, not a snake motif. So, whatever. (coughs) Um, This movie was lazy. It tried to hit all of the beats of the first one, but without any fun. Uh, it definitely didn't help that I watched the basically nudity-free version. Not that, like, you know, we needed to see the TNA, but this movie was so fucking dry and boring that that's the only thing that would have helped it. Like, it's just everything that's great about the original is is not in this movie. Um, the imp is also not the imp. It's the imp's son. They say that the other imp apparently died, and somehow this one is still caught in a bowling trophy. It's not even the right bowling alley. It's not even in a mall. I mean, like, they just they didn't try at all with this. I don't think Frank Stevens did anything with the script. I think she very barely directed. And then there's this horrible, horrible plot line, because her and Michelle Bauer wanted to be in the movie, that they show up, but they're old lady ghosts now, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Robin still unfortunately is dead she's been dead for like 30 years so she couldn't be in the movie I don't know what the hell happened to the other girls but they're not in the movie and none of the guys are in the movie and they're definitely all still working so like if you can't get Hal Havens and Linnea Quigley to be in your movie just don't make the movie 
You know, you can't get Rick from fucking Nightmare 4. Don't make the movie. Uh, so, yeah, what were your thoughts on the second one? Because I've seen people who are, like, as big a fan of the original as me. And they're doing this, like, Joey take of, like, oh, this is everything we wanted. It was great. And then I've seen other people who like it as much as me. And they're like, this is, like, the worst fucking thing I've ever. Like, this is now officially my worst, worst requel. Uh, it is worse than the I Spit on Your Grave one. And I had to think about it. I was like, well, that one, like, really sucks for the characters and the story. And I was like, you know what? Like, I Spit on Your Grave is really, really good, but it's not fun. It's not the kind of thing where you could tell people, like, you know, watch this movie with me. It's fun. Like, the original Sorority Babes, I can recommend it to people. I could sit there and watch it with them. I watched it again. I basically skipped through the, the bat scenes and started at the bowling alley right before we did this just again as a refresher. So I watched it, like, three times this month. It was a fun movie. The second one, I was just so upset. I had the original. I had to watch the original right after. I was like, "Nope, we're not doing that." Uh, and it's absolutely my worst movie of the year right now. So, the the bar is very low. Let's see if anything can clear it. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw when you uh, when you scored it. Um, we pretty much had the same idea. I gave it a one out of five too. It was uh, not not very good. Um, you know, I I laughed. I laughed a lot of it. I mean, I thought it was like a college humor, like skit or whatever, because like the the way it was filmed and the acting and everything like that seemed very fake and very everything. And um, the the girls who are in charge of the sorority now were pretty awful and stuff like that. And then for a minute there, I thought it was gonna come out that like um, uh, Spider's niece, I guess. Um is like like uh you know trans or something because she kind of had like a deep voice the entire time and i'm like it's gonna come out that she like was something like that but no i because honestly most of the time i'm expecting something like that to happen in these movies now that come out nowadays um but yeah i don't know (laughs) i'm gonna be honest with you justin i'm gonna be honest with you both me and sarah had the same idea sarah even looked her up like we were like is she? <laughs> uh, apparently, it's just she I was. I was looking like, for it. Makeup didn't do her any justice. She was yeah. very stiff, and uh, she has a I very was, deep voice. Yeah, I was looking for the Adam's apples. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, this is not gonna come out good." So, yeah. but no, Sarah hated the the new Sarah with an H because you know Sarah was a sorority girl, and she's like, mm-hmm. "This girl is just awful." Like, you could tell she's never set foot in a sorority in her life. Mm. Uh, she had nothing on Babs. Like, Babs's whole thing was she was basically a dominatrix. And she got off on, like, pain and punishment. And what we didn't say was all the demons in the original, I, I likened it to the uh, NES Robot Masters, where they're literally just, like, a super gimmick personality driven up to, like, 13. So with her, she literally turned into like a giant like spike paddle dominatrix with big hair. And when Spider kills her, she's even like, it's a shame I had to kill her. I really liked her outfit. And uh, this one, like the demons had there. There was only one demon. They, they basically Sarah gets uh, the new Sarah gets immortality is immediately killed and then just walks around with a bowling pin in her head. Mm-hmm. The uh, the other girl, I don't remember what her name was, Tiffany. They, she's like, I wish I was alone. And like, she gets thrown into a uh, screensaver and then explodes into bad CGI. 
And then like they, yeah. they tried to do the uh, Hal Haven's wish for gold and it turned into like painted wood and he was all upset. And this one, you get like the ghetto kid is like, I wish for a shit ton of cash. And then he just dies by shitting cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this movie yeah, just. Was- it just seemed like they didn't have any like ideas or whatever to be like creative about things so they were just like oh he says he wants a shit ton of cash let's just give him like like he's shitting out a ton of cash like yeah um so i don't know if you saw the the poster or even the you know the art that's on letterbox but like like i said this is one of the first ones they announced for that deadly 10 thing and it was back in like 2018 the there's two posters going around there's one with the girls that are in the movie and the official one is basically just like photoshop models because anybody that they had cast everybody like dropped out in the five years it took them to fucking make this thing um the trailer is just completely outdated the opening scene where they redid the theme song is basically the only part of this movie that was enjoyable uh everything else just fucking sucked (laughs) I mean, they defeat the imp by having the old lady ghost tell them that his name was Harold, which was stupid. I don't know how that was supposed to be funny. And then, like, in the original, like, the the first imp, like, just wouldn't shut up about what his name was. So, you know, like, the whole point was, oh, you got to put him in, like, in a bottle or in a can or something. And, I mean, that was stupid, too, but at least it made sense in context. And this one, like, it's literally the ghost took over the bowling alley. And there was this really weird bit with Kelly Maroney where it's like, because they're friends in real life, they all wanted to like have a moment, but she wasn't in the first movie. So for me, it felt like, you know, everything goes back to Star Wars. It felt like that awful scene in Rise of Skywalker where 3PO says, you know, I'm, I'm taking one last look at my friends and anyone who's not like an emotional Joey it's just like you don't know these fucking people. Why do you care? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it was uh yeah, that, that I mean it really wasn't even like a movie, it was just more of like a special, I guess. I don't know. Like you know, I I'm not even going to put it on my list of like first time watches for this year because it, I was limiting that to only feature length movies which I consider at least 75 minutes. And that one is like barely an hour with the so um, feature. Length, the I believe things. is it's either 63 or 73 minutes. Yeah. Uh, this one would this make is it... like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it actually hits maybe exactly 60. No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is thinking. this oh. one would make it if you watch. Oh, if you, the other, Oh, the other version. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like I said, there's extended uh, bath scenes, and then there's like two like softcore scenes that both go on for like four minutes to six minutes. So, I mean, it, it is a feature length movie, maybe not the one that we watched, but you know, I'm I'm not watching this again. Oh, and I and I'm waiting to see what Brendan says because apparently Brendan liked it more than the two of us did. Wow, I mean, not that much. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. you gave it you gave it a whole full star more <laughs> I, after I watched it I was kind of like going online to you know see what people thought and I was surprised kind of like well no no actually no I wasn't surprised what Josh said like a lot of people who you know like the original seem to really like this one and honestly 
I figured it would be me and Justin where Ant and Josh, you kind of were the one that liked it. I feel like it's got most things there that you would want. I, I did read your review after, and uh, maybe it's because I just watched it. The two, like your your biggest gripe with the Spire thing, I, I was kind of confused on that. I, I even tried to rewatch the opening like scene. Where does it say Spider was in the sorority now? Where, Kelly Maroney says it a bunch of times. Because Kelly it's Maroney... Literally part, it's literally part of the flashback voiceover. They're like, you know, our, our most uh, wayward rebel sister, Spider, didn't want to go along with it. And then, like, she was the only one that made it out. And well, Kelly and... Maroney, she says, like, yeah, this is just from what I've heard. I wasn't she does say she wasn't there and the part that kind of confused me was that so she says spider you know after like you said ends up in jail and because of that kelly maroney decides to dedicate her life to helping young women by joining as a sorority mother i was just like what <laughs> that 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 for me was like the weird part um the implication that I got was that Kelly Maroney was going to be Spider, and then they just didn't do that. Um, yeah, because that's so what they, I thought. That's who I thought she was for a while there, and then I'm like, wait a minute, they're talking as if she's not well, Spider. In and the first realized... flashback, the uh, I can't remember her name. That one of the new sorority girls was like, "Oh, you're saying this house is haunted because back in the day, your sister." Which I thought when she said sister, I took it as like not sorority sister, but like literally like her like actual like sister sister yeah they, they're there's twin sisters and the implication right. was they were both in the sorority oh, interesting i didn't really get that but fair enough um whereas you when they meet spider in the original you know she's just stealing from the bowling alley because she's basically like homeless yeah and She's on a whole thing about how, like, she dropped out of school. She would never be caught dead in a sorority. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I just, I don't know. I didn't really get the vibe that they were, like, implying they were in the sorority, but whatever, fair enough. I did find it funny how the house that her sister is in is happens to be the same house that the original sorority was based in, because now it's, like, a, a new sorority, I guess, must have taken over the house at some point, whatever. No, 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 that's, that's the other thing. They got the wrong fucking sorority. In in the original movie, it was the Tri Deltas because it was right. a joke on Lambda 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 from Revenge of the Nerds. Right. They got the wrong sorority for this one. It's supposed to be the same one, but this is Pi Epsilon. Well, I thought it was because in the opening scene where she they do the flashback, she's she's saying, "Why are the recruitment numbers so down?" and uh, Maloney's like, well, it's because this house does have a history of being haunted. And yeah. I, I thought it's supposed to be like, you're supposed to get the idea that, I don't know, sometime in the last 30 years, Tri-Delts got, I don't know. Also, when is when is this movie... Also, when is this... Because that kind of brings it up. When is this movie supposed to take place? Now, because or sometime in the last five years. Because uh, it really seemed like they were all like in 80s garb. And I don't know if that's just because, like, nowadays, like, kids are trying to be, like, 90s kids again. Yeah, but no, I'm, that, like, that's all it was. I mean, like, the opening scene has, like, a drone and, like, fucking, like, high-speed internet cameras. Yeah. And shit. 
Yeah, I know. And it's like, it's supposed to be now, but like everything makes it look like it's like a recreation of the 80s. Which I'm like, which sorority is like recreating the 80s in their sorority house? And also, then at the end, when they find like the imp in the little vodka well, bottle, I mean, the or whatever, be like, like, you know, 10, 20 years in the future. We have no idea. Oh. Oh, all right. Because I was trying to figure out when that was supposed to be. Because I'm like that, that confused me at first too. I was like, oh what? <laughs> um, I I fucking loved the the new imp. I thought that was like great. About this, about as good as like the first one. Whoever did the voice, fantastic. Got a couple good lines. Yeah, um, uh, it's mostly just Derek for me, like a sp- like Derek Rose. He he was really good as the imitation imp. Yeah. For me, it's basically just a one hour speed run of the original movie, but just with far less good or I don't know about good, but far less good acting for what this story should be. And like just I mean, granted, the first one I feel like would be up there in terms of just just fun, likable eighties horror movie characters, definitely towards the top. So I, I get that's hard to match, but man, the characters in this the new characters in this one got just nothing going for them. Yeah. Um, and also what's up with that like, you know, in the original all the the actresses, you know, they look like college age. Here they they cast like like thirty and forty year olds. It looks like to play everyone. Yeah, um, it was weird. Now uh, I will yeah. say to her credit, Michelle Bauer is is a fucking goddess. But by the time she made the original, I think she was thirty six. Uh-huh. I mean that was her thing. Like she was always older and she looked younger. I mean you can tell she looks older like in general than the rest of the cast, but she does not look thirty six in that movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the the cameos were very cringe. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> maybe this is my hot take. I feel like they're with some slight tweaking. It's honestly like kind of good, but like there wasn't tweaking, so it's like it's bad. Um, no, and I, I mean, I even I said that in my review. Like, if you tweak a few things, you could make this an enjoyable movie. It would still be lazy. Um, but the specific direction that they took in terms of the writing, not, not the directing, I just thought it was, it was awful. And like the old lady ghost thing. I mean, I love those girls always have, but like, you know, there was no point to put them in the movie except to be like, we're all still alive and we're friends. Like that was so fucking weird. And then to not have Linnea Quigley there is just even weirder. So. Yeah. I would say only recommend, I feel like. I'm assuming this is why some of the fans of the movie like it. If you're a hardcore fan of like uh, full moon movies, I think you'll probably like it. But if not, definitely skip it. Like Josh said, it is so cheap. I mean, like uh, it feels like they shot this for like a thousand bucks, like in someone's yeah. backyard. Um, yeah, and it's I don't know. It's uh, probably not the worst thing I'll see all year, but. Certainly not the best. I mean, it's not even the worst thing that this full moon streaming has put out. Um, you know, like I I said a while ago, it was like if if Charlie Band gets a hundred people to sign up for this thing, it's like six bucks a month. I mean, he's he's making a hundred percent profit, but like Jesus Christ, these things have no budget. Um, yeah, he did a couple like redos of of old stuff. Like I think there was a subspecies. There was a femalian. Uh, they did another puppet master. Every one of them just ha- looks like uh, 
the the sci-fi channel post sharknado with like cgi blood and all that shit it's just awful but uh yeah this one like hurt my soul um <laughs> I like I said the second it was over, I told Sarah I was like I have to watch the original right now, and she's like I understand it's okay. Um, I could watch the original like over and over again. Um, you know it, it goes very well with Nightmare Sisters, which again was the exact same cast, same director. They just like hey, we're gonna make another movie. Um, you know Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers is a lot of fun. That's the Michelle Bauer led one. It's about a, a cult like basically a Manson cult and they're all hookers and they chainsaw their clients. It's, it's a lot of fun. And Linnea Quigley is like undercover trying to bust them. Um, she was in a police Academy sex comedy parody called vice Academy with, uh, Elizabeth Kitan. That is fucking phenomenal. Uh, also released through vinegar syndrome on that one went out of print immediately. Uh, Robin Still is my favorite final girl of all time. She plays Val Bates in the Slumber Party Massacre, which is still my all-time favorite slasher movie. And, uh, of course, we, we have previously covered Night of the Demons, but definitely one of Sarah's favorites as well. Uh, we would always recommend that. Uh, as far okay, as so, requels... Also, when, I, you, uh, when you pointed that out that he was in it, I remembered right after you pointed it out that... Uh, that big guy was in it. Well, he's he's the guy who, who says Sarah's favorite line, eat a bowl of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the as far as requels go, uh, there's one that I've liked. I can't remember what it is right now. It sure as shit isn't this one. Um, the I Spit on Your Grave one was pretty bad. I'm on the record now, especially I, I fucking hate Scream 5. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens with six. Uh, I'm not a fan of the H4O or that whole trilogy. We've covered those previously. Uh, what was the recall that I did like? Uh, I mean, is Creed the Creed movie considered a recall? Yeah, Creed. Where I was, there's a horror one though that I like. I, mean, I um, fucking love Creed. Creed is great. Creed two is even better. Um, really? I I think I like Creed. Um, actually, you know what? I don't know. I'll have to revisit that because I haven't yeah, watched. I Creed love Rocky Four. I mean, like, mm. you know, Creed, I mean, Creed I Two is, is the sequel to Rocky Four. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, requels. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't think. I mean, I think Creed is maybe the only one I like. Honestly. Oh, well, we got another one coming out soon in a couple of weeks. It's going to be Creed Three. <laughs> we do. We'll have to cover that one. Let me see if I can find a list of requels. You guys think of stuff. Um, I mean, would Halloween... Or No, no, not H, H20. That wouldn't be one. I was going to say, H2O kind of counts as like a proto one, but... A requel, a requel. Um, would Top Gun Maverick count as a requel? Yeah, that counts. Um, yeah. yeah. That counts. Because technically, I, I technically they are rebooting it because they're going to start doing more of them. Um... Oh, I mean, they're um, Star- that's just a sequel. That's what about yeah. what about the Star Trek ones, like uh, like like uh, the JJ ones? Would those be considered requels? No, that's, that's, a, that's a different universe. universe. Yeah. Oh, all right, that's like the James Bond ones with Daniel Craig. It's just different. Oh, all right. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, or I can't think of a single one, honestly. Um. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have anything for horror, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and no, I can't think of it offhand. But anyway, uh, okay. so yeah, no, I, I I thank you guys for for joining me in this one. Um, I did the back to back slumber party massacre one by myself last year. Would have been fun to have somebody on it, but I just I needed to rant. Uh, this one probably pissed me off as much, but you know it's been a few days, so I was able to calm down. And uh, yeah, like go watch the original. It's a lot of fun. It's it's definitely more popular than I thought it would be. Um, the amount of people online who are saying that they've at least heard of it was surprising, because this is like the kind of thing you pull out and people are like, I I don't know what the fuck that is, but. Uh... And then, you know, like like anything, if there's fans of something, they, they feel like they have to be fans of the new one. And uh, there are definitely a lot of fans, a lot of channels that got like, you know, early screeners and they just so happen to love the sequel. We'll see what happens a year from now. But because as we called it, we, we are already seeing people for Halloween ends that are like, you know, I watched it again and uh, I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe I got caught up in the hype. <laughs> Did people like that on the first watch even? <laughs> I mean, there's a ton. All, all the fucking channels, all the reviewers were like, you know, I really like this. It's different. This is a great movie. We give a shit about Corey. But as Brendan said, he promised we were going to have a good time tonight. And that was a lie. <laughs> Uh, also, um, update. I did just look at Letterbox real quick. Um, I do have Creed two above Creed one. So, but those might be, I might be watching those again before I see the third one. I'd have to rewatch them. I I like them both a lot. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna rewatch them. I I started anime, Sarah right? on the Rocky movies, but she, you know, mm-hmm. she could take them or leave them. So basically, yeah, my, we, we did two and my, four, and I was like, all right, you're off the hook, and then. I'll put her on Creed like a week from now when we get back, and uh, you know, two weeks from now. Yeah, my uh, my Sarah has not seen any of the Rocky movies, so that is going to be a movie movie marathon. Well, what you need to do is show her, uh, you know, Josh and I's Dragon Ball Z pods because according to Michael B. Jordan, this new one is inspired by (laughs) anime and Dragon Ball Z. So I I did remember reading that and being like, what? All I could think of was like was like uh, Michael B. Jordan just standing there, and as as he's standing there, Jonathan Majors just goes, "One hundred push-ups, one hundred sit-ups, <laughs> one hundred squats, <laughs> and a ten-kilometer run every day." Uh, Brendan. Speaking of which, so our our last uh, DBZ pod apparently is up. Did you watch the fan animation called Legend? I have not even heard of that. No. I'm gonna put it in the chat. It's like three minutes, but it's you'll you'll enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I I really hope Creed is is based off of this directly. So, all right. On that note, I think we are good. Uh, Tubi is recommending me a 2022 movie with the. Latest clone of Amelia Clark, Holly Earl, who looks exactly like Amelia Clark. Uh, it's called Shark Bait, so it's probably going to be awful. And I am long overdue for an awful shark movie. Sounds good. Yep. 
Hey, we did post a Dragon Ball Z thing. We we did. I must I must have missed that. <laughs> well, as always, we thank everybody for listening, and uh, we thank Justin for suffering through the shit we make him watch. Although, again, he voluntarily chose this one. Yeah, no, it's all right. Like I said, I needed uh, more first-time watches because I've been kind of slacking in February with my movie watching. And uh, so now I'm up to... I know Josh is up to some kind of outrageous number due to the fact that he can watch like eight movies a day. But uh, (laughs) I think I'm up to 20 uh, new watches. And I think I'm up to like 30-ish movies altogether. Uh, new watches i think i'm somewhere around like 40 um 23 movies i'm i'm probably at like you know 22 23 and uh movies in general i think i'm at 212 how how have you what how have there been 23 movies that have come out in 2023 already uh i have a list terrible i mean don't forget you got winnie the pooh Terrible straight to streaming movie, horror movies on Tubi, I would assume. There's a couple of those, yeah. And, like, yeah. Because I've seen, like, five, I think, four or five. I have I 17 2023 movies. I've, I've got seen Plane, Plane Jungle, Fear, Viking Wolf, Sick, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, you're concerned. Oh. Is Sick considered a 2023 movie? Yeah, that was not last year. Yeah, because Letterboxd is saying 22. Last year, and then it hit streaming in January, so it counts. Oh. Okay, yeah, that counts then. All right. Uh, Okay. There's something wrong with the children. Mummy Resurrection, which fucking sucked. That poster lied. Oh, you know what else is you know what else is a movie that technically came out this year, but like I think also came out last year is Shotgun Wedding. Which I've seen. That was on Amazon. That was that J Lo and Josh Jamel movie. Genuine twenty twenty three movies: Devil Conspiracy, Float, and Infinity Pool, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Skidamarink. All right. So if so, if we're counting movies that like, so if we're counting movies that essentially like came out to the public in in twenty twenty three, I've seen. I, I mean, that's like a that means like a U.S. release and like. Yeah, finally in 2023. For me, it's uh, yeah. So I, I'd I mean, say is I this even a tw- is this movie we just watched the 2023 movie? I don't even know. It, it says it says last year. It says 2022 on Letterbox. Oh, well, but I'm starting to find out Letterbox isn't completely accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the last question is Justin for the original movie. Do you how many places ahead of Maverick do you do you have it on your all time favorite movie list? The the original the 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 one from eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. It's it's uh it's nowhere near Top Gun Maverick. I'm sorry. Wow. I mean, you know, the 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 visuals the visuals were great in this one, but you know, yeah. I I need me some uh some uh aircraft in action. You know what I mean? Wow. Yep. 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 Oh. Yeah. You know what I do not suggest people watch though. Um, I actually, you know, uh, sorry. What I do suggest people watch though is Pamela, a love story. I watched that one at the beginning of this month. It's about Pamela Anderson. Everyone should just uh, do a double feature of the the third and fourth highest grossing movies ever, a James Cameron double feature, 
Avatar two and Titanic. That's, that's I saw I saw I saw the uh, I did recently contribute to uh, Titanic overcoming Avatar very shortly. Oh, you didn't contribute enough because it's back down to fourth. <laughs> I know. I should have won a few times. Uh, I actually I still have my uh, I still have my my uh, my real D glasses from that because I took them out. I put them in my hoodie. Uh, well all right i think we're done here yeah (laughs) all right guys well this was fun uh we will chat again about something else i don't know what we got planned going on i know john's taking off uh me milosh and boris i think i'm gonna be doing quantum mania brother um probably over the weekend i would assume um, yeah, uh, Brendan, if you want to join, I think you may be the only other person that might be any interested at all. Uh, I, um, I haven't seen Ant Man too. Uh, even. <laughs> oh, all right, never mind then. All right, so it's just going to be the three of us probably, because uh, uh, John is uh, tapping out of that one. And uh, yeah, so uh, four hundred will coming up soon. So keep your ESP up for that one. And then uh, we have our. Our big scream off next month. Um, we do, we do. I think we're going to do a predictions thing, but it's not going to be its own show. We're just going to end up putting that on the other one. So at some okay. point, either this week or next week, me, you, and Sarah will have to record that. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen the other movies in a while, I would say at least like watch reviews or, or wiki because Sarah will pull out some deep cut shit. She's been watching. Like every day I come home, she's got like Scream Two, Scream Four on Scream Three. Oh, these! Yeah, I might, I might do a, uh, I might do a marathon of them just because. Um, I'm trying to think of when I last watched them. They might have been October, when I last watched them all. Yeah. And um, honestly, my memory is not that great. Seeing as how I watched like a shit ton for Christmas, so. You're doing the Scream sequels. I'll definitely hop in for those. Ah, oh, nice. Or at least the good ones. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we're, that, uh, though, I oh, will, you know, uh, I only uh, saw uh, you again, and we will say Arrivederci. Peace. Peace in the Middle East.